When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Monday Means Test with Wayne Hawks and John O'Neill. Brought to you by Newgate Farm. North Pacific. What a weapon. He uses class. Go to Newgate and have a look for yourself. North Pacific, what a weapon. I do enjoy that little cut-up. I do enjoy it. Uh, the man behind the audio, uh, the superstar trainer. I absolutely love him, Wayne Hawks. Hello to you, Wayne. Good morning, Miles. Gee, we're uh, light on this morning, aren't we? Yeah, we are light on this morning. Johnny O'Neill's in Sydney in board meetings. Gareth's somewhere across the, uh, what sea is it? Between here and Dubai. What would that be? Well, the Indian Ocean. Indian. Or the Atlantic. Go. I don't know. He's somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. The Pacific's on the other side. Is that where it on is? On the American side. That's the Pacific side. Yeah, knew, He'd be up there I knew somewhere. That. I knew, yeah, but, he, but he's not coming from America. He's coming from it, Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Saudi. Saudi. It's like school and pool and... Depends where you're from. Oh, yeah. well, you, I'm from Adelaide. We're both, so. Yeah, we say castle. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah. Castle? No, castle. Castle. Is the Derby or the Derby? Derby. Derby. Yeah. Do you say, um, do you say like Victorians, they say dint? I've got a dint in my car. That's a dent. Yeah, because it's, it's short for indentation. And, and and the best one, one of, one of the best ones in Adelaide, yeah. I, I heard it not long ago and I went, and it, my ears just pricked up. Yeah. A stoby pole. Oh, yeah, stoby pole. Which is a power pole. Yeah. We call it a stoby pole. And what people that don't know, you imagine two uh, train tracks only about a foot apart and it's full of concrete. And it's a telephone so, pole. Yeah, yeah power and, it's pole. A, and it's a power pole. So, I mean, it doesn't sort of quite work these days if, if a car hits it because it's full of steel and concrete. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's a stoby pole. What's been happening in your world? Well, you know what? Racing, Racing's uh, out of control at the moment. I mean, we, we talk about how good the spring carnival is, but... Gee whiz! I mean, every, everywhere you look, Sydney was a bit bit less on the weekend. You yeah. can't have it every week, but they haven't really started yet. But um, three group ones, three group twos, two group threes here on Saturday. It's a big number, and I mean, it's it's summer racing. I I I don't like how we've always called it the autumn carnival because there's, there's nothing autumn about it until March, and we're still in February in summer. But um, you know what? It was just it had a buzz about it at Caulfield. I don't know what you were there. No. I was there. You were yep. there. Had a buzz about it at Caulfield on Saturday. I mean, it just felt like a felt like a big day. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was. Uh, I just perched myself in the eighteen seventy six bar for the first right. time. Oh, that's after the winning post up high. Isn't yeah, it? up high after the winning post. I didn't sort of. Uh, how, do you, how do you go when you come down those stairs at the end of the day? Uh, look, well, I, I did, sort of didn't recall back in Revolutionary Miss. Um, <laughs> no, it was a good day out at the races um, and. People everywhere. Your thoughts on, first of all, your thoughts on the um, David Taggart. Have you seen the footage? No, I haven't. I try not to follow David Taggart. The footage of the basketball, $10,000 no. raised for the National Jockey's no, Trust. No, I, did, I, did, I didn't see it. He, he had five three th- free throws. 
Apparently on Friday he was uh, him and Gazy took off somewhere and went and practiced. He was he tried I mean, to dribble that, around. Is that hardly yeah. fair? It's like saying you go for a pony ride, you get J Mac to take you for a ride. He's had five free throws from the free throw line and he netted his first two. Ten thousand dollars in the coffers for for um the National Jockeys Trust. My when when I first said to my wife that um, there's a station called SEN Track and they've asked me to come on there and da 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 and I remember where we were we're in South Melbourne we we're driving and we we're listening to it mm. and she's listening to David Taggart and her quote was this she turned to me and said listening to him is like looking at a car crash you can't take your eyes off it you can't <laughs> and I mean he is just a freak of nature that bloke I saw him on the big screen on Saturday. And he was bigger than large than life. I thought, you're the only bloke on the race course that makes me look good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? He had the lycra on like Shane died, but apparently it wasn't lycra. It's just like an extra, extra large. But he, he's one of those guys, David Taggart, that, uh, you know, when you think you've got all the answers, he changes the questions. But then he, he's a bit he's a bit Shane Dye, Glenn Boss-like. I'm being serious. Because they were two cocky blokes back in the day that would go, watch this. I can do this. And you go, yeah, sure you can. And Shane Dye and Glenn Boss would go out and do it. Taggart's a bit the same. So he nailed on Saturday, did he? Yeah, he went bang, bang. $10,000 in the coffers oh, well um, for the National Jockeys Trust. I was a little bit sceptical of having the basketball courts and all of that there when I, I thought, geez, it looks a bit gimmicky, but it, it seemed to work. There were a lot of kids kicking around and uh, Scotty Pippen and Horace Grant out there. and Big names. Yeah, big names. Big, big, names. big names. But I thought they did a magnificent job. There's a lot of people off the text uh, that are putting – um, the Melbourne Racing Club in the yes, 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 and the um, on the uh, not in the oh no, but in the yes, yes, yes category. I, th- I think one of the other things also is or was that they pulled down all the um, you know the construction side out the front. You've got the boards that are you know three, four, five meters high, stopping you looking in, stopping all the garbage and crap coming out on the streets. Well, that's been surrounded by all the construction work they've been doing. So I mean, they pulled all that down. So we actually, had a first glimpse of the. Um, Oh, what would you call it? With the horse, oh, the saddling area. What do we call them? Pre- mounting stalls? yard. Yeah, whatever. Pre-parade. You, yeah, whatever we call yep. it. No, it wasn't the mounting yard, but um, it was all the, out the back. Oh, it's yeah, the, the pre-parade ring stalls yeah, wh- wh- or whatever. Yeah, where the horses live. I've I've never quite understood what they mean. You ever been there? <laughs> the yeah. stalls? Yeah, 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 apparently. <laughs> Saddled a couple. I, I, I've said this before, but quickly I'll tell you. Big Ned from Spendthrift Farm comes across yeah. um, from America and he says, uh, well, I'll meet you. I said, just meet me in the mounting enclosure. He said, the mounting enclosure? What do they do in a mounting enclosure? Because they, they call it the saddling paddock, I think. Yeah. What's well, a mounting enclosure? Hello. Yeah. You with me? Oh, yeah. I am with you, but I'm wondering whether or not you're dry- – yeah, yeah, I am with oh, you. I okay, was just checking I'm wondering you. whether yeah. – <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering whether or not you're going to continue to roll with the joke. No, I wasn't. That, no, that, no, that's where I stopped it. Oh, okay. This is radio. I can't keep going on. But, um, <laughs> but they, but they, And then I actually went – I was only in race two and race four. And I went home and I watched uh, the rest of uh, Melbourne and Sydney on TV and they showed the overhead and it looked so good of all this new construction work that they've done and – so I mean the up the upgrades are, are going to be fantastic. There's no uh, no doubt about that. Construction and and everything was great. I'm not sure about the track though on Saturday. Hey, while you're here, I I have never told you this. Me for the next fifty two minutes. Yeah, so. I know. Um, is you trained my favourite horse of all time is Chautauqua. Right. Of all time. He's certainly the most uh, talked about horse. I mean, I haven't of had all time. I haven't had someone since last Saturday walk up to me and ask how he is, where he is, and. And, uh, where you know, is he? Where is he? I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> sure? Mate, mate, <laughs> seriously, you know, he'd give a Panadol a headache. Was uh, he that bonkers? Well, no, he, no. Chautauqua in his box, 
would just turn around and put his backside towards you and just give you nothing. I remember the, the day Francesca Kamani came down and Bruce McEver rang up and said, listen, could Francesca come in and do a little piece with him? I said, yeah, no problems. He gave her donuts. Absolute donuts. Just a real attitude. Just, you know, I mean. Or just not phased. No, it was more of an attitude. But then when he wanted when he wanted to be all over, he was. But he gave you nothing. He genuinely most times gave you nothing. But but when you, when you worked out what he was, that was him and that that's how he was. Yeah, I, I sort of... I've always wondered what the sort of the personality of the horse was because since the stay in the gate gate, if we can call it that, but he, he was yeah, he I'm, was. I'm, by, I'm not sure how that that ended up like that. But, but by far and away, like like you, you, if you wanted to get someone involved in horse racing, I'd put it like this: if you wanted to get someone involved in horse racing, what you do is you go and show them the three TJs and and the and, Hong Kong race and, and, and all the Hong Kong race, and you go that. Like, and you say, we're going for the grey one, and everyone goes, no, not possible. That's how you get people. No doubt. It, As I said, dead, dead said, someone said to me on Saturday, tell me Hong Kong was the greatest race uh, you've ever been involved in. I said, 100% of this, which is so, so good. So the Hong Kong, the, see, for me, it was the third TJ for me, I can remember what I had on, the step I was standing on. I was at a wedding. Right. Uh, and I, I just, it, that's the bit that imp- it's imprinted in my mind. Of being like, I'm on him. I backed in the last two TJs, and and then I went, no, he can't, can he? Like that. I was. That's as close as I've ever been to tears about somebody else's horse. But that's. But that's. But that's the great thing about horse racing, and and it's probably what we're lacking a bit at the moment. Albeit, we obviously need to talk about Mr. Brightside. But I mean, he's the next one to actually really, really step up. And great horses put bums on seats. I mean, we can gimmick all we want and everything like that, but great. Great horses, and if you're not involved in the, I got nothing to do with Mister Brightside. But I went, wow, how good was that? Didn't actually realise he was a dollar thirty-five favourite until I went across the line. And you know, we need these great horses at races because that's what gets bums on seats more than any other gimmick. This is probably one that's a bit of a king's gambit, right? Is uh, is he a little bit underrated? Because I mentioned to the boys earlier. Five Group 1s and an All-Star Mile in the last 12 months for Mr. Brightside. Five Group 1s and an All-Star Mile since the 25th of February, 23. And in that, there's also uh, three seconds. uh, Sorry, four seconds in Group 1s outside of that. Including the Cox Plate where the Hayes team thought they'd won the race. So he's, he's five Group 1s. Nearly a Cox Plate. Nearly a Cox Plate. He's won a Group 2. He's second in four other Group 1s, which was the Futurity, the King Charles, the Cox Plate, and the Cantala. He won the Lawrence, which was the Group 2. Uh, like this and he is, won the All-Star Mile. Yep. That, that's as good a 12 months as you'll ever get from a racehorse ever. It's a bit when you're looking at uh, the Northerly or the Sunline record. That's the sort of stuff yeah. that it actually is. I mean, he's never going to win a Cox Plate, uh, sorry, a Caulfield Cup scenario. He is a very, very underrated horse. He's one of those horses that just has kept on doing the job. And what we don't see a lot of is a horse that can do more than a spring and an autumn. And I mean, as you said, he was already doing it for the last 12 months, but then he's come back again this time and... The pressure. I mean, you know what? We're all good at Bag and Craig Williams, and we've just been willowed and copped it, you know where and whatever. But you're on a dollar thirty-five pop. You go out there, you're doing your job. I mean, it was interesting to be at home and to watch a couple of the tactics on Saturday because Craig behind the gates 
was doing figure eights and he was really getting him sort of jammed up, I suppose, to make sure he jumped and was a little bit closer, not just going to dawdle out the gates. Obviously thinking first up, he was back sitting, waiting, 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 and then they're running sextals off the front that were frightening and you need the Chautauquas to be able to finish like that, which he did, and he got the job done because they went so hard, then they came back to him. He was getting the scrub so up he at the 600, wasn't no, he? No doubt, but Craig didn't panic first up. And then then the other day, uh, on Saturday, they're showing the overhead, and he is dead set out the back, in between horses, behind the gates, doing figure eights and give him a slap down the shoulder just to wake him up a little bit and all that sort of stuff because he obviously wanted him to jump, be a bit closer and not be so far off them, off the leaders because you knew what Buffalo River would do. He only knows one thing and that's to go fast and flat Hand out. Down. I mean, did she go too keen? Did she go too quick? I mean, does he come back a little bit and have a little bit more there left was, in the tank? I think it was two and a half or three links, I think, from memory uh, under like um, class benchmark. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it, it was interesting to actually watch Craig with his pre-race tactics, trying to warm the horse up a bit more and have him a bit more uh, switched on. So then he raced and he just did a perfect, perfect job. I mean, admittedly, I thought, yeah, I don't know about the, some of the rest of the horses in the field, but if you look at most races today, most races, when you take out two or three, they've got a long tail. There's no doubt about that. The 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 The, the middle guts in those better races, we just don't have them. Yesteryear... You had some of those, you know, great B grader horses. That's a silly thing to say, but you know what I'm trying to say. The those, good secondaries. Yeah, but we don't have them anymore because they're either the Group One horses or the or the, the, there's nothing in between. Well, this is going to be look. This may lead into our next one, and your radio craft here is just perfect. Um, we might jump to a break, and I want to come back. I want to ask you about um, when we talk about good quality and maybe lesser quality Group One races because I. I think, to be fair to say, we probably saw one on the weekend. Would that be fair? Oh, I thought it was very fair. All right. We'll go to a break. Wayne Hawks for the means test back on the other side of this. Welcome back. 10.22, Monday morning. Monday morning means means test. Miles Fitzner filling in for Gareth Hall. Wayne Hawks. Let's talk about, um, without Jacko quoting me too hard on Twitter here, Let's talk about Group 1s. Uh, the Oakley Plate, fantastic for Q-Man, for Shane and Cassie Oxlade. Fantastic in the Group 1s. But um, do you look at some Group 1s and, and as a trainer and, in your opinion, and go some are, are weaker than others that you target? There's a, there's a great line, and it happened in the box one day at Flemington. Yeah. And someone said, it's a weak Group 1. Well, James Cummings nearly snapped his neck off, and he said, just do me a favour, one favour. This is true. Tell me where that weak race is and I'll target it. That's that's the flip side. Now, the bottom line is, as a participant, you can't help what else runs in the race. You can only put your own horse in the race. And are there stronger races and weaker races? Yes. But when you say the word weaker, and we always use that word, so nothing is you, I mean, they're so hard to win because you've got you know, a lesser quality horse running in it. So let's talk about the elephant in the room. What race are we talking about on Saturday? The Oakley Plate. Right. So the Oakley Plate. Now, I'll I'll start at the finish. The Doncaster Handicap is not the race it used to be. The Doncaster was the biggest and the best handicap, and it was one of the great, great, and it still is a good race. It's still a great race, but it's not as good as what it was because the Queen Elizabeth has literally sucked a fair bit out of it. Now, that now we have a lot more opportunities to run and things like that. So with 
the Oakley Plate being a handicap, and I mean, we need to protect handicaps. It's as simple as that because there was a spread of about seven and a half kilos in uh, in the Oakley Plate on Saturday. You go to Sandown on Wednesday, there's a spread of about three kilos. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because back when I was a kid, I mean, when they used to have 48s and 49s and up to 60, it was like 12, 13 kilos. I mean, we don't have anywhere near the spread anymore. So the the, the horses up the top are much better off than, than the horses down the bottom that haven't done a job. Now, there was one Group 1 winner in the Oakley Plate on Saturday. And who was that? Skewiff. And where did she win a Group 1? New Zealand. Right. So the truth is... It is a group one. And don't go bagging me because New Zealand, rah, rah, because you'll say Imperatriz and Sunline and whatever. But the quality of the races aren't as strong in New Zealand as what it would be in some of our races here. Do you know what? New Zealand will have some stronger races than some of our group ones. There's no doubt about that because a good horse can come from anywhere. But if you look apples with apples, I remember about three years ago it was called uh, Dirty Work. And if K-Mac goes inside, just pops inside one horse, he wins the Oakley Plate. He stayed out. He got held up. Anyway, there wasn't a Group 1 winner in that race. On Saturday, there was one Group 1 winner, and it was a Kiwi. So take away that horse, because that horse, Skew With, has actually done its job. If you're buying a horse to win a Group 1, mate, job over, ticked. Congratulations. I'm not bagging it. We didn't have an Aussie representative in that race that was a Group 1. Now, that's not Caulfield uh, Melbourne Racing Club's fault, it's not Racing Victoria's fault. It's, it's just not, the way it goes. It's not anyone's fault. But it is obviously a race that just is not going missing because it was still a hell of a good race. But it's not the quality that it used to be. I mean, there's and I was sitting home on the couch on Saturday and I'm thinking, there's a great line. And I use it all the time. You say, you, you'll talk about it in three months' time. And you, know, you know what you'll say? Geez, they'll, they'll come out the gate, gates like Oakley Platers. We've heard that line so often. You don't hear them say Newmarket Handicaps or TJs or Stradbrokes or Lightnings, do you? It's always an Oakley Plate. And it was, an, it was a time-honoured race. Now, I remember probably six, eight, ten years ago, there was a Caulfield Cup that was starting to wander. And everyone was thinking, oh, gee, I don't know. You go back this time last year, everyone's thinking, what the hell is going to be running in a Cox Plate? Now, as time goes on, you might look back at this year's Oakley Plate running and go, Gee, we overshot the mark there. But have a look at that horse, that horse, that horse, that horse. Look what they've gone on and done. Yeah. You know, something, I mean, you know, let's make it up. The the Oakley Plate winner might go and win a TJ. Will it? No, because it's weight for age, the TJ, and it's a different race. But the TJ and the Everest have taken over as the great races. I'll tell you, and I'll tell you another race that has dropped off compared to where it was, the Newmarket Handicap. There's no doubt about that. The Newmarket used to have a field of 24, and they used to split, come down both sides of the track, and... We, we, we aren't having the stars that are, that are winning those races. One, because we don't have as many stars around because we just comment about Brightside. We don't have enough of those horses. But at the end of the day, we have a lot more opportunity and, and the goalposts have shifted a bit. I mean, the new market Oakley Plate Lightning Stakes was fantastic. The TJ Smith wasn't there. So we didn't have a TJ Smith in Sydney to be competing with because in Melbourne, it was always the autumn was the, was the sprinters. And in the spring, it was always the staying brigade. If you've got a good sprinter in the uh, in the spring, you've you've got to sort of be looking left and right and where you're going to go and how you're going to do it. And you look at a race like a Moyer or a Manicado. Now, William not, Reed. William Reed. They're not in the middle of nowhere, but they need to they need to be looked at, and we need to look at the racing pattern, I suppose. So, 
If the racing pattern forms, again, if Peter Volandis wants to go in the room with the racing pattern committee, should I say, do we look at it and go, does a race like the Oakley Plate have a question mark? Does a race like the uh, Everest need to be a Group 1 race? I mean, do we go and move these things? Do we do we reshape it? Uh, it's, a, it's a fascinating question. I, I, I'm, I'm just big on, from a punter's perspective, is you're going horses that are going into other races or where they're going, and, and I sort of... I'll look and go, what horses are you going to take? you know what you've going? just brought up and you don't even realise? You're so spot on. I'm sorry to cut you off. Because when you're a punter, you're obviously not looking at the race is worth two million or five million. It's, you know what I mean? It's a group one and it's exempt from the ballot for this race or that race. That, 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 that's on the other side, not the punt side. But on the punt side, you are only looking at those horses. I, mean, I remember years ago, I was in Hong Kong, I was at Happy Valley. And it was a class five and near the other way. Class one's top, class five's bottom. David Hall said to me, this is a Warwick Nabil zero to 58. I said, really? He said, mate. He said, that is the class of this race. I'll never forget him saying that. So at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what class of horse. Because if you've got them all running against each other, you can only be in the race that there is and you can only punt on what there is to be punted it, on. It's, to be fair, like with Bet365, you're talking yeah. Imperatrice, Private Eye, Espiona, Buenos Nachos, Magic Time, I Wish I Win, Bella Nipatina, all in the market before. Then we've got Hypothetical. For what race though? The new market. Right, but are they all going to run? Well, but these are but, sort but, of but, names. But, 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 but they'll, you know what? That'll be the that'll be the uh, TJ lineup, but it won't be the new market lineup. Oh, and I'll I, tell you why. I mean, what weight... Is um, Imperatrice getting in the new market? Uh, I mean, I mean, she has to get sixty. I mean, make no mistake. If the handicap is doing come that, come on. See, that's that's the biggest problem because when they wait for age, you know what they are and everything like that. But I mean, now it's a handicap, and have I done it? Of course, I have. I've said, mate, if Chautauqua, you know, doesn't get, you know, gets too much weight, we won't run, and we were genuine about it. So, what weight are they going to give her? They're going to hang heavily on she's a mare. And I can't cop that. I, I, well, I, the, the allowance, yeah, the mere allowance. It's rubbish. Absolute rubbish. Winks, Black Caviar, Sunline. Maccabi Diva. Maccabi Diva, Imperatrice. Come on. We, 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 the girls are flogging the boys. This is a big argument. Hey, you know what? Flogging the boys. Stay on this. Stay on this. Flogging this. News time. I want to come back. Phillies run first four in the Blue Diamond. All that two kilos weight relief. Boom. We're back in a second. Rubbish. Don't reach out and start touching me. Hey, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. I like <laughs> you. I Welcome love back you. to the Monday Means Test. Miles Fitz, the Whitehawks. Hey, we're on to something here. Right. It was mentioned earlier today. It was mentioned yesterday, right? Was... The Blue Diamond. Yes. We're, 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 we're snaking our way through these topics and issues in racing. Weight relief for the females. You mentioned it just before the break. The best we've ever had is Black Caviar. And Winks... Maccabi Davis at three Melbourne Cups. Uh, Sunline, one of the greatest Sunline, ever come across from Well, they're all mares. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to work out any that were better than – many that were better than those four. No. Well, not in my lifetime. No. You, you won't – they're as good as what you get. And his and his his winks as good as Black Caviar? Of course they are. Just hasn't quite got the same uh, win-win-win record. But the Blue Diamond winner. 
she wins the Blue Diamond preview. Yep. She runs basically two weeks later and wins a Blue Diamond prelude. I think the second filly to do it, not that long. Um, and then she comes out a couple of weeks later and wins a race called the Blue Diamond. Yep. And she has how many kilos less than the boys? Two. Ridiculous. R- absolute ridiculous. Now, the bottom line is there was a great saying when I was a boy, and it's sexist and racist and everything these days. Oh. No, 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 but it was. No, <laughs> hey, I'm only feeling in here. Relax. I'm only feeling in, mate. <laughs> I like my job. <laughs> I remember when I was a boy and my first look at Sydney racing was Emancipation and Sir Dapper. I wasn't quite Kingston Town. Yeah. Now, and the line was, a good cult always beats a good filly. But what is happening today is the fillies are smacking the boys. It's, oh. as, it's as simple as that. People have left cults, cults, cults for too long. Yep. It's three cults in a row. Yep. Because they have. Sound like Dwayne Russell. <laughs> Word magnet. <laughs> so we need to geld more cults because then that way we get them as racehorses and we need more better racehorses back on the track. Yeah, they're all, everyone are wants the start, stallions. Are people, yeah, they do. But are people starting to get sick of having a well-bred, slow cult? Yes, they are. So if we geld more, we'll have more at the top end. Hong Kong take our horses, and that's okay and whatever. Because, but that's always always happen. It's not like it's um, you know just just been in recent times. But the fillies are becoming dominant. Well, and, and you look at Golden Slippers. Fillies are winning lots of Golden Slippers and things like that because the big, strong, heavy colt looks big and flash and sexy, but he's too big and too heavy. And he's a, an, an early two-year-old races. They're half big slugs because they're just not mature enough, even though they're big and strong. They're like a young, tall kid at school. They look strong, but they're, they're, they're not mature enough yet, whereas the fillies get up and get going. So you've got a filly there that's won two lead-ups to the Blue Diamond, and then she looks at the boys and goes, I'm getting two kilos off you. Now, if that's not, if that's not a time that we need to start looking at this going, fair's fair. Now, breeders might say, well, hang on, that's why people like to race more fillies and things like that. So, But I'm not looking at all of the if, buts and maybes. I'm looking at a pure one-on-one because we'll get to Jamie Carr. But Jamie, and I've said this before, Jamie Carr would be one of few, um, what is she? Not, not a racing identity. She's a, um athlete. Athlete. No, athlete. athlete. An athlete that is not off the markers 20 yards further up the track. Because Jamie Carr and every other female jockey competes on the 100% same level. Now, most are men and women. The women get concessions. Look at, look at the tennis. They only play three sets, not five. Look at women's golf. They go up the, up the tee, tee off 30 metres up the line than what the men do. So Jamie Carr and, and all the other female jockeys are working off the same level playing field as the boys, yet the horse that she rode on Saturday gets a two-kilo concession. Now, that also works in the wait-for-age races because you've got the Winxes and those horses that are actually, um, you know, that's not right. Brutal. My horse uh, ran second to Winx in a George Ryder and there was a kilo and a half difference. Now, that was up to us to run because it was wait-for-age and we knew that what we were getting was going to be a shite sandwich, but that was the race we needed to run brutally in to get him to the Doncaster, which he subsequently won. But... We need to look at this weight concession for females because I think there's no issue at the start. 
But once a horse has done a job, let, let, let's let's use the greats. Once Blake Caviar, let's say, has won two Group Ones, she should be on the same level playing field as the boys. So the, the, she's better than the you're boys. You're calling equality for weights. Why? Why wouldn't we? Well, it's, it's not fair. A few off the text. Someone said, "I said on Saturday the two kilos is, you know what? The Phillies are winning everything. I got shot down and told I was stupid. No, some cow." Um, look, we've got a bit to cover. We're going to jump to a quick break. On the other side of this, yes, 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 and oh, oh no, I forgot it was just oh no. You, you've been calling it no, 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 no. Yeah, no, no, it's, no. look, it's called oh no. Yeah, okay. I'll just... Listen, listen to the show a bit more, mate. Will you? I'm it's doing like me listening to you on a Sunday. Not let's let's go to the news. Ad break. Whatever we got. Ad break. Romantic warriors against the inside. McDonald's just uh, pushing him along at the moment, and then came Voyage Bubble and Nimble Nimbus. Leader of Sword Point. Voyage Bubble. Romantic warrior. He comes through in the centre. It's McDonald and Purton. Romantic warrior and Voyage Bubble. It's Romantic warrior. A neck in front. Voyage Bubble sticks to him. Still Romantic warrior. A neck voyage. Bubble, the champ finds, finds, lifts, wins. Oh, magnificent there, Romantic Warrior, wasn't it? J Mac getting it done, Wayno, with in, in the Hong Kong Gold Cup, and well, they gapped the rest by an absolute uh, mile. What a race call! Yeah, D- don't don't race callers just put the uh, put the cherry on top. And our uh, our ghost this morning, Johnny O'Neill, said, um, "Please make sure you say this." I just watched J Mac in the last in Hong Kong last night on a horse called Young Champion. He's the greatest I've ever seen. Now, we're not talking about the horse. We're talking about J-Mac. Now, Johnny, you can, you can, you're stuck in the Sydney airport. Ha ha. His plane was late two hours. He just, he just sent a text to the boys and said, uh, plane delayed two hours, just land in Sydney an hour late for a board meeting with his head about to explode. And then old mate Gareth just sent a picture on... Um, What's Gareth doing? Saudi Airlines with his... Uh, oh, is he, is, he, track. is he in track hoodie on? Doesn't look very good. He's got a... He doesn't look. Uh, it looks no. about. He's about fifteen years old in yeah, that. Correct. Yeah. Now. Um, Gaunt. Now you know what J Mac is the best jockey going around today. But I mean, I don't think we need to go and say he's the best ever. Now he might end up being the best ever, but he still has a little bit to do. Mick Dittman, Shane Dye, Darren Beedman, Jim Cassidy, Glenn Boss. All those blokes rode against each other. Like that. That, that was an era. And I mean, I don't remember the era back in the early days with the. The, the, the Harry Whites and the Roy Higgins and the Gary Willets and all those sort of jockeys. But my point about this is, Johnny, we love to get into the into the where we, the scene where we're at now. Mm. No one talks about Maccabi Diva anymore. She only won three of them. Three. But, I mean, we don't even talk about her anymore. All we talk about is what is current in front of us. So I think it's just a tad early to be saying J-Max the greatest ever. Could be, might be. Let him do it and then give him that mantle. A couple more I want to quickly get. Actually, no, let's go straight to, let's get into our uh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right. What's your yes, yes, yes of the weekend? Because there's a stack off the text here I'll get to too. Well, I think Jamie Carr has to be because um, she has had a horrid 12 months. Things haven't gone right for her. She bounced back on Cup Week and uh, rode four or five and got the job done there. And to uh, the emotion that you saw her post-race... That was it's not a monkey off the back, but you know what? They're very hard to win and for her to for her to get the best the job done on the best two year old filly in Victoria, well done. A lot of people off the text um were saying, Yeah, Clinton McDonald winning the blue diamond too. Good to see like we had two yeah, or three no with doubt. that. No doubt. Zoo no Gotcha's win in Sydney. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Quite a few people. Yeah, very good. Very good. Uh, Tim Zoo in the Oz Cup. 
Friday to Gareth Storm Time. They're, someone's backing it. Um, a few I knows. Um, so we're gonna, well, we're gonna but what, I'm going to reckon we're going to do them on the other side of the okay. break. Uh, I reckon we'll jump to an early one. We'll come back. And uh, you can play us on out of the break. There's a lot of people commenting on J-Max Ride that went in the yes, yes, yes. Start backing Voyage Bubble now for the clocks. Played a few people are kicking in off the text as well. Clinton McDonald. Remember, remember, remember his old man Ross trained weekend hustler? Yeah. What was the greatest quote ever? When he said, when Bruce Ross Clark said, went to interview him, yep. Ross, and he said, what do you think your chances are today? Um, Ross. Ross, and he said, well, Bruce, if you've got a house, put it on it, because after the race, you'll have two. <laughs> And then, and then I remember watching it as a kid. Two weeks and he, later, and he, wa- he walked back over, and Bruce said, "Congratulations, Ross, on your win." And he said, "How are those two houses going, Bruce?" So and just walked off. So good. He was the best. The best. Uh, let's go to a break. We'll come back with Ono on the other side of this. Right, what have you got? You do like that song. I do. What have La- you got for us, mate? Last Friday night, had one that thought could win called Ground Rush, Canterbury, I think it was race four. Zach Lloyd, OMG. That's oh. all I'm going to say. <laughs> no, it was, it was one, of, one, one of the great stuff-ups. All right. Whack. That'll, that, that'll do me for uh, Friday okay. night. And, and I'll, probably I'll... Gareth Hall, seat 47J, Saudi Airlines. Good luck, Gareth. <laughs> he is listening on the podcast. Yeah, Gareth is in the bin for... Um... For, yeah, a little late notification. But when did you know he tell what? you about coming and sitting in this chair? Five o'clock yesterday. Yeah, good on you, Gareth. Yeah, that's a, no, no, but you, you know what? You, you step up for your mates. Do you know people at customs on the way in? <laughs> yeah. Come to the side room, brother. <laughs> hey, uh, I, did you catch this, the, the post-race interview? Right. Uh, the win of Celestial Legend. One well. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? This is, this is one of the good ones, this. Les, I've heard you speak about this horse before and how much of an opinion you have that today, well, he's gone to the next level. Congratulations. Yeah, he's a good horse. Pretty blunt assessment, but he is pretty good, eh? Yeah. And in six months, he'll be three or four lengths better. Sharp and short and sweet. And he walked off. He, he, he off. said, "In six months, it'll be three to four legs better." Bag walked off on Emma Friedman. She was short and sweet. So okay, so so. Put two hats on. Yeah. Is he rude for not standing there and doing that? Oh. Or hang on, I don't know. Or is he okay? He, he, he did what he had to do. He's clearly and, a then ca- he, and then he walked away. Well, he didn't want to be there, and that's okay. He's clearly a character. You don't, to, you don't have to be. No, you don't have to go on air. No, and you don't have to be there. So at least he was there. But I mean, you know, I'm sure some people would boo-hoo saying, well, "Why didn't he stand there?" And I've seen some some good ones in my time. Uh, I know Terry McAuliffe battled with a couple of trainers when he was on Dot Com in South Australia. Right. Um, there are a few other trainers that were notorious for being. Well, Bart was ter- Bart-, Bart was a smartass because Bart he was so funny because he just give the one one word answer and just leave you hanging. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, good mate of mine, Matthew Ellerton. Yep. Uh, yeah. Nah. Yep. Thanks. Nah. <laughs> Thanks. No worries. Good uh, trainer, Matthew. Good a few a few I know. Someone on the text putting Dan Stackhouse um, indecisive ride maybe on Benedetta. Um, a few people saying J Max the best of all time. Um, sour grapes. What's that guy? Well, I something about the sour grapes because you've only trained good um, males, not males. Uh, females. And if I had a good female in my stable, would I think different? No, I wouldn't think anything different because I reckon if you gave Black Caviar another two kilos, she still beats Hayless, doesn't she? Probably. When you're that good and you, you're given a concession, I mean, it's uh, it's, it's, a, it's Usain Bolt. If Usain Bolt's a female, 
He starts five metres up the up, up the line further. Really? The the the, no. the 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 handicapping of those super freaks like black caviar and winks are like there is no handicap. It's really interesting, right? Isn't it? There is like because eventually they should have been handicapped out of it at some point. Of course they should, but then they then they stop handicapping winks, and then oh, you know what I mean, just because they say, well, she's never going to run another handicap race ever again. So, but you know, it's. Uh, you know, the but we love part, the super freaks. They're you know, good for the, the sport. The amazing part about ringing the handicapper is you ring them up. By the time you get off the phone, you forget what you rang them up for. Speaking of handicaps, we've managed to – well, we got rid of one for today's show, not <laughs> – What's that? G-Man. Oh, yes. G-Who? <laughs> Gareth. You actually do a hell of a good job. Johnny O'Neill commented last time you were on. What? Oh, how good you how are. How smoothly – oh, no. I, well. I, I had to stick up for my man, Johnny. We're finishing early. Yeah, everything's we good. We never miss a heart out. No. We've got <laughs> all the ads done. Life's good. <laughs> Gareth taught me very well. He's a good teacher. Gareth, he's always late and always goes to an ad break late. Always yeah. goes to the news late. Yeah, no, it's because I look at the time here. So right? what was he actually doing in Saudi Arabia? Just covering the – Just that race. Saudi Cup. Cup. And D. Oliver. D. Oliver. Um I, we did get stuck in yesterday on the Sunday show about um, because it's like really big weekend here, huge weekend. But and, I, the, and the E's over there, and E's over there. But I, I'm I'm jealous. In fact, it looked magnificent. How's the? Did you see what he mentioned about the Saudis lease the horse off the Americans yes. for twenty million and yes. then win it? How good was that? What talk about taking a gamble? Oh, well, that's, that's what racing is, isn't you it? you got a few lease out for $20 million, won't I? No, not quite. Not quite. <laughs> it, it's something, when, it, when I was a kid, you get a lot of the breeders would have well-bred fillies and they'd offer them up to you and you would lease them out. But I don't know whether how much leasing actually happens anymore. It's, I think it happens probably a lot less than what it did back in the day because I reckon most of the big farms now will race their own horses. Yeah, opposed to leasing I think them. a lot of breeders, like, well, I know we lease a lot of ours. So we obviously keep in and lease some ours. So we've got an interest in racing, sure. but we're not... You don't. You can no, no, race four, five, six, seven, and you're not going all the ongoings and of those costs when you're only doing it. But it must small be hard. Way. Durbridge was a great, great horse that was leased, and I'm trying to think of the one of Mike Moroni's that won the Vicky Orth Cup that mare. Well, it's she hard was, now she with was the leased t- to Trelawney, and then the then the, then the uh, lease expired. Then they took. Then it they over. take the horse like, back, like Durbridge. Yeah, the lease stopped, and then and then it was the owner's right to take it over, and everyone was dirty on the owner, but yeah. not really. I mean, I mean, a deal's a deal. And deal's a deal. It's got to be strictly put in place about the terms of your lease. You have it for a year or two years or three years or whatever. Um, but interesting how it plays like that, mate. Always great to chat to you. No, always the, great. No, to the pleasure was actually all yours. <laughs> Can I get a crack at your wine cellar? I've, I've heard good things about your cellar, little drinking spot down there. Can I get an invite there? How do you know about that? I just, look, I heard along the grapevine. I'm being pun serious. In, How do you know? Pun intended. How do you know? Someone that was in there said one, you'll have one of the great times in cellars. You'll One of the great times you'll have is in Wayne Hawks' cellar. Well, you know what? Life's too short. To and drink, that's uh, to from, drink. A drink, from a drinking wine perspective. That's uh, <laughs> where we were going then. But I was about to push a panic button myself and go to an ad break. The, uh, you know what, life's too short to drink crap wine, I say. Yeah, oh, mate. Doesn't, doesn't I don't have to be Because I'm a big wine guy. My favourite, two of my favourite bottles of wine yep. are um, two clean skins that were $10 each. You know what, we need to do this like as in like the old Tony Leonard, like doing the Palmer reviews. You need to do a, you need to do a Monday, um you need to do a Monday red wine review. Well, we could do that. I reckon I'll be in on that. You know, Gareth does the, the Gareth, breeding Gareth banner. Who? Gareth does Gareth breeding who? banner and bloodstock with the captain. We'll do red wine. With Wayne and Miles. Hey, See you soon, brother. See you soon. Gareth back tomorrow. The SEN app. 
now compatible with Apple Watch. Download today to listen anywhere, anytime. Good morning, I'm Nath Gardner with SEN News. Specialist divers are searching a dam southwest of Sydney for missing pair Jesse Baird and Luke Davies, while Victoria's police commissioner will head a probe into gun storage within the New South Wales police force. The police officer accused of the double murder allegedly used his own issued firearm in the attack. The Defence Minister has delivered a scathing public attack on his own department. Richard Miles claiming there are cultural issues and low morale in the ADF. Tasmania Senator and former soldier